Welcome to the Equipped Podcast, where corporate woman Cassie Duke and college basketball coach Clarice Garcia help you uncover what God's Word says about who you are and His promises for you. This podcast is a journey to equip and empower you to operate and thrive in your God-given identity. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to today's Equipped Podcast. We're on episode number 18. Uh, It's been a wonderful season of doing Equipped this year. And as always, I'm joined by my friend Clarice Garcia. Hey, Clarice. Hello, Cassie. How are you today? I'm just wonderful. Excited to be doing another session with you. So tell us, what are we going to be talking about today? Cassie, if I'm going to be completely honest, this one just hits home. Oh, good. <laughs> we have we have talked a lot about different things that we're going to be bringing up over the next couple of weeks. But this one, man, this one just hits home. We are going to be talking today just all encompassing about disappointment, how we get there, how it looks, how do we deal with it out of our flesh? How does God want us to deal with it? It just is one of those things that I know is so even timely because I think about what happened yesterday and yesterday was the NBA draft and two rounds in you've got 60 people who are just exuberantly um, excited about what their future holds because they know they have their team may or may not get traded and you know the rest of the processes but either way they're just super excited but I think about all these other guys out there who have yet to have their name called And I think of how that resonates just in my spirit of just what disappointment is. I remember in studying for this, one of the definitions that literally jumped off the page, and I remember when I saw it, I texted it to you, Cassie, Mm -hmm. was not being adequately equipped and how blessed we are to know that God cares about every sentiment that we feel because you know, if you look at what disappointment is, it really is just sadness or just pleasure caused by non-fulfillment of hopes or expectations that we have. And it's not wrong to feel disappointed. God has gifted us feelings so that we know and can articulate what's going on. So this is not an episode or a moment to say, God says, be happy and we can be all joyful. So we don't ever have to admit to being disappointed. That's not the case. (laughs) I am plenty disappointed. And I'm sure Cassie, if we've lived long enough, there have been moments where you have been disappointed. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, we live in this fallen world that is not Mm -hmm. perfect. You know, and the word of God tells us that multiple times. I know you have some scriptures to share today in regards to that about the trials we'll face. And so like Clarice said, today's talk is really around the reality of disappointment and like you said, it's not wrong. I think that's a key thing to understand. You know, oftentimes as Christians, we feel this sense of, well, I need to always be a certain way or always be happy or joyful or whatnot. And obviously that is our goal, but if it's not sincere, if it's not true, you know, we don't need to walk around pretending like we don't have disappointments in lives or hurts or things um, that are hard. And so today when we talk about disappointment, we definitely are going to address the reality of it. Yes. uh, What it feels like, how we respond to it, but then also share you some encouragement of some scriptures and some steps you can take. So you don't live in disappointment. So it's okay to feel it. But you also don't want to stay in it. Right. Well, and just looking first and foremost, even at John 16, 33, mm-hmm. 
he said, he says, I have said these things to you that in me, you may have peace. Thank the good Lord that he gives us his peace yes. because it is unlike what the world gives. Um, because he says in this world, you will have tribulation. And that word means distress, affliction, oppression, like a pressure, pressures of the world, pressures of society. He says in this world, you will have these have tribulation. But take heart, I have overcome the world. Mm -hmm. So even when he talks about it, it's not to discount what happens in our life. It's literally to, again, help adequately equip us to move forward. So Cassie, when we talk about this, how do we get to states of disappointment? What are some things that happen? Yeah, so we really thought of two ways that we get to that disappointment. And the first is that sincere um, belief in these general promises that the Lord has given you that just haven't happened yet. So if you feel like the Lord promised you a certain opportunity with work or a certain relationship that's going to take place or a certain ministry that's going to unfold and it's yet to happen, sometimes that can become disappointing if you're not seeing it come to pass. Right. Clarice, the other side of disappointment that we identified is the side that's a little bit more self-inflicted. Um, <laughs> maybe when we are living with unrealistic expectations, we're putting our own promises, if you will, into certain circumstances that maybe God never said um, that it needs to be. And so we'll talk through both of those today of legit disappointment of waiting and then the maybe more self-inflicted disappointments. Oh, absolutely. Well, I even think of... Just two practical examples, one for each is, you know, general promises. I've definitely talked about this in past podcasts, and I don't want to make this the platform for it. But, you know, in, in certain respects, I am still waiting for God to bring my husband. Mm -hmm. And there are moments when maybe someone I know gets engaged or I see something on social media or someone asks me, oh, are you dating yet? I have an opportunity to, like, just wallow in disappointment where sure. I'm like, God, I have to answer all these questions still. and you know, it, it's okay, but I get to, and we'll talk later how to equip ourselves. In the past, I probably would have wallowed, but now, you know, I equip myself with scripture. Like I literally latch on to Luke 145 and I put my name in it and I say, blessed is Clarice who believe that there will be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. Mm -hmm. God's giving me specific words about my husband. So I don't have to wallow in that disappointment. You know, um, I think of like either self-inflicted or unrealistic ones, you know, Again, kind of professionally going after jobs that I thought I would be the perfect candidate for, like, of course they would want me, you know, bring my resume all up in there and mm -hmm. wow them with my, you know, professional greatness. Um, and I think even after my three years as a grad assistant, I remember, um, or my two years as a grad assistant, I remember going after three specific jobs and they specifically told me, they, they said, Hey, you're great, which I thank them for, but they said, Hey, you're great. We just would love for you to have more experience. And that's disappointing because I, in my heart, I kept thinking, well, someone's got to give me experience. Mm -hmm. So, but those no's open the door for God's yes. Yeah. And I think that's key because we are going to have no's. Yes. And when we look back over our walk with the Lord, it's commonly in the nose that I've seen what he's been unfolding. I think of one of my mm -hmm. practical ones was when I moved to North Carolina and 
I had been a Christian for about four years and in Florida I had a lot of opportunity for ministry. And I felt mm. when I moved to North Carolina, it went pretty silent for about five years. And so wow. I was sitting there maybe four, but still for mm-hmm. years. And I, <laughs> I was disappointed because I felt like I was on this trajectory from the Lord of he's going to use me in ministry. And in my heart, I was believing for something that lined up with his word. I was believing for mm. something good. It wasn't an unrealistic expectation in my mind. Right. Um, but when I look back, there's years of silence, my, my own yeah. personal silent years. I see the expedited growth that he was doing in me. But I will tell you, in the moment, that is not how it felt. <laughs> I felt disappointed. No. Why mm. am I not being used? Have I failed you? You know, all these yeah. emotions that we'll talk through. And then when you look back, sometimes, not that God's cruel and tries to disappoint, but sometimes in those seasons of disappointment or waiting or not receiving the promises, that's where a lot of development is taking place. Oh, absolutely. When I even think of this podcast, I remember being so excited with how God was just moving through Mm -hmm. the ministry and it was growing and people were, um, you know, receiving from God every week. And then all of a sudden God tells me I'm moving and it just comes to a halt. Yeah. Yeah. And I could not understand it. And I think as I really was reflecting on just disappointment and the disappointments I've had. Cause I was, I was disappointed in that moment. I think more than anything, I was just sad about having to leave the ministry, but now fast forward X amount of years and we get to minister together through God, through his um, mm-hmm. promise and then technology. But I was thinking truly about disappointment, about these feelings and, and how it looks. And it just made me think disappointment and Holy Spirit was just really drawn my heart to this, but disappointment is usually married to a lack of understanding or explanation And how often do we just so in our finite minds Mm -hmm. want that understanding and explanation that we just aren't, we just don't have yet. Sometimes God doesn't reveal it instantly. And I think when we look at that, I look at how then disappointment looks, you know, even looking at some of the synonyms, like I feel frustrated. I feel just that general let down, like Mm -hmm. my heart hurts even Mm -hmm. you feel depressed and I think of these accompanying then emotions like you know we cry we we yell we just you know we do these different things but you know just these feelings so guys just listening you have to know that this is these are the things that God enabled us to express and emote so they're not bad but again how we deal with it is the key Cassie, when I think about my behavior, my fleshly behavior, (laughs) (laughs) gosh, when I'm trying to deal with this or when I have dealt with disappointment out of my flesh, oh, Lord, have mercy. Oh, (sighs) Clarice, tell me some of the things. So you just said the synonyms of what it looks like or feels like and you hit the nail on the head. I I think we can all relate to that, that Mm. moments of being down, downhearted and just depressed or, you know, just our spirit is just kind of in this grieving or mourning of like, ugh. and I think of the proverb thirteen twelve that says hope deferred makes the heart sick. Yeah. And that is what I think of in that moment, that hope or that expectation that is deferred or not coming to pass or you're disappointed in it's that heart sickness. So we've all oh. likely felt that feeling. So going real practical, mm. what have you seen as yeah. far as behavior? So oh, we yeah. know what we're feeling. What's a common behavior when we're disappointed? Oh, man. All of them. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but specifically, I think of, okay, I have on occasion isolated myself mm-hmm. from people, 
from God, um, not talking to him because I'm mad at him. Mm-hmm. Again, not not correct, but truth. I mean, I just yeah. have. I've I've not wanted to hear what other people have had to say. I definitely have felt just that disappointment and being failed, like God failed me. So I isolate. You know, I think mm-hmm. of other ways, um, you know, overindulging, whether that's okay. Now I'm just not going to tune into the Holy spirit. I'm not going to spend time with God. So I'm going to binge watch Netflix or I'm going to go watch movies or I'm going to eat myself into a coma or, you know, Mm -hmm. resting in the arms of someone else because, you know, that will feel better. You know, Mm -hmm. um, I think of just pure disobedience. What God has specifically told me not to do something and I do it anyway. Maybe that's hanging out with a guy that I wasn't supposed to just because I'm like, okay, God, you didn't show up for me in this area. Well, you said that. And I think of just that little kid in you that just wants to rebel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, ways, other ways it can manifest again, anger or resentment again, specifically sometimes to God. Um, but even at ourselves, cause I think sometimes if we, you know how we talked about it being a little self-inflicted with unrealistic expectations, I think sometimes then we get a little resentful at ourselves maybe cause we put ourselves in that position or, you know, I think sometimes too of like self-harm or self-sabotage where you then are rendered ineffective because you're so disappointed that you can't then operate and navigate in your employment properly or just a myriad of other ways um, when we cater to the fleshly expression of the disappointment that we are rightly able to feel. Yeah. And as you're talking through those, I get this visual. It's, it's got all this inward focus, right? Mm -hmm. All of those uh, responses or behaviors to disappointment and, there's probably a few more guys listening. You've probably experienced some, but these really cover the main ones yeah. and it becomes self-focused. Like we're not looking yes. to others say, okay, how can I love or show them love? Right. We're not looking to the Lord saying, all right, Lord, you know, what do you want me to do here? I know in my times of deep disappointment, it is often that inward yeah. focus of, and if I'm honest, this is how I would feel. I'm like, all right, fine. Nobody around me is taking care of me. The <laughs> Lord's not doing it. So let yeah. me turn inward and mm-hmm. I'm going to do it. And oftentimes it's in, these things, which are not to my benefit, you know, mm. in the Lord, everything he does is for our benefit. But oftentimes yes. when we go into that flesh, we just want to heal that hurt. We want to make ourselves feel better. It's mm. often in these short term fleshly ways that oftentimes in my experience have elongated my disappointment or drug it out um, yes. because I'm going into uh, the ones you said that stuck out to me is isolating. Absolutely. I yes. love to isolate because I don't want to be hurt anymore. Right. Absolutely. Um, if I go Walls out to go way up. <laughs> yeah. Like if I go out to other people, they could disappoint me again, but yeah. I can control if I disappoint myself. So that isolation and then the anger and resentment of, you know, you didn't say you're going to do what you, you would, maybe that's a person, maybe Mm -hmm. that's God. So that anger. So, uh, we bring this up today, not to glorify the moment of disappointment, but we wanted to really identify and address and call out what you're going to feel and commonly the behaviors. So you may have never even put a word to this type of behavior, but this is, this happens. Like we said, we even saw in scripture that acknowledges 
this emotion of disappointment. So now that we've identified it, Clarice, let's talk for a little while about how do we deal with it? Because we know we're equipped by God. We know we have promises that he told us in Jeremiah, he has plans and purposes for us. And in Romans, all things work together for good. And so we know these truths. I love how you said it. Sometimes when I was in those deep disappointments, if somebody rolled up to me and told me, God has a plan. I would be like, back off. Mm, right. <laughs> is the last Get out thing of I want to hear in that moment. But they're okay. true. So give us some <laughs> yes. tips of how do we deal with disappointment yeah. so we don't live there, so we can get out of it. Well, when I, it, was, it was interesting because I was spending some time with God, and I was thinking about, about all of this. And just, again, disappointment is just such a – it's just such on the forefront of my mind. And I was – and I literally asked, I said, God – how, what are we supposed to do? Like, what are we supposed to do with disappointment? Mm-hmm. And in my spirit, I just heard him say, give it to me. Whew. And, uh, I'm, and then my practical side, I'm like, yeah, but how does that look? You know? <laughs> yep. I'm like, I don't, can't just tear it out of my heart and just give you like, there's nothing tangible to give you. Right. And so he just is so, um, it's just so gracious though, to just help us. And so turn my heart to, um, a scripture that says, um, in Psalm, I believe it's Psalm 43. I'm, I'm pretty sure I can, I can one through three, but he says, um, the psalmist is writing. I waited patiently for the Lord. Mm-hmm. He inclined to me and heard my cry because let's be honest, when we are feeling disappointed, we can be yelling, crying, screaming, mm-hmm. silent. There are so many other, so many things. So when he said, I heard my cry, I've been there. Um, he drew me up from the pit of destruction or the depths of despair, which I like to, you know, mm-hmm. equate that to out of the miry bog and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so when we're practically thinking then of how to deal with this, okay, mm-hmm. there's a, there's a terminology. There is terminology in the game of basketball. Um, obviously love that sport um, called a giving, <laughs> give and go. And basically means you pass and cut to the basket, maybe with the opportunity to score the ball. But anyway, so when mm-hmm. I was going through this, I was thinking practically, how can we remember this? And so God just literally put in my spirit to give and go. So what do we do? We give it to God. You know, we give him all the moments, feelings, the emotions. You talk to that, talk to him about them. I think I used to go to God in this pristine Christian like God, there's nothing really that wrong. And you are just so great. And I just used to think that I had to be so prim and proper Mm -hmm. and pretty and clean and just, you know, not have to bring up conflict. He wants that because he cares. I, I can only imagine you too, but some of the conversations I have had with God have literally been to the extent of, God, that is so not fair. And <laughs> I can't understand why this and this and this. And it's okay because he, he, he knows me. And he knows I need to just get it out sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And I'm totally with you. And that's the thing. That's the freedom in this relationship yeah. with the Lord and how it's not religion. That it's relationship. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. You just said he knows you. He knows yeah. his daughter. So he knows what you're feeling. But here's the thing, y'all. He knows every disappointment. Like God knows your heart so well. Yeah. You know, so in the times that we're running or we're angry or we're isolating and we're not 
sharing or talking to him about our disappointments, he already knows he's sitting there waiting for us to come to him and talk to him about these disappointments. He's, he's not afraid of that. He's not going to shy away. Quite the contrary. He's with us through the deep disappointment, which is sometimes hard to reconcile, especially the times that you're disappointed because you're believing in something he said, Mm. but still you can go to him and express your disappointment in a respectful, loving way. Absolutely. And there are often times then where I may need to repent mm-hmm. of just how I've judged him then as unfaithful or I've judged Ooh. him as unkind. I've judged him as not caring or distant or I've judged others around me just for them maybe doing something um to hurt me. Mm-hmm. So I may need to repent and that's okay because in first John one nine it says If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And I think of the times that I've literally allowed God to just wash over and cleanse me from all of those judgments against him, which aren't correct and, you know, seemingly well-founded, but again, erroneous, but Mm -hmm. either way, he gives me that place, you know, so I can give it to God and just give it to him, which also then, you know, part of the go is then, okay, I go to his word and I go to his presence and Mm -hmm. in his word, um, Psalms, (laughs) we just were talking about this. Psalms is such, Psalms and Proverbs, but Psalms are, the Psalms are such a great place to go to just understand every probably sentiment that exists in Mm -hmm. our human ability to emote. David is so transparent often about his feelings. Mm -hmm. So if you are feeling some type of way, just go ahead and read the Psalms because he's probably been there. I mean, I haven't personally had anyone like running after me to try and take me out, Mm -hmm. but he has, and he's so just raw with that. Like, God, my, my enemies are running after me and you're not around. Like, you know, he's just so transparent, but you know, in Psalm 34, 10, um, he reminds us in his word that we have every good thing. Mm-hmm. And so in Psalm 34, 10, the scripture reads, the young lions suffer want and hunger, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing, mm-hmm. which is so hard because when I want something and I feel like God has promised it to me, I feel like I'm lacking something. But if I don't have it yet, it's that I'm not lacking in any good thing. Mm -hmm. He does not withhold. He is a good father. Mm -hmm. It just means that it's now an opportunity of me to put myself in a position where I'm now drawing closer to God, Mm -hmm. understanding who he is, um, remembering that while I may have moments of disappointment, he is close to the brokenhearted. (laughs) Psalm 34, which... I think Cassie and I have mutually agreed. You just need to go ahead and read all of Psalm 34. Yeah, 100%. Because like you said, there's multiple verses in here that speak to disappointment. So what Clarice just read, that reminder of those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Mm -hmm. Um, The other verse she said in uh, verse 18, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. I mean, that defines the disappointment we're talking about. And to know that even in that crushed in spirit, he remains close and he is yes. there. And then another one that I saw in here, and now it's escaping me, but um, I'm with you, Clarice. Read mm. that Psalm Read. 34 because yeah. it, it addresses and gives that hope 
Mm. Um, oh, it says here that the righteous man may have troubles, may have yeah. many troubles, excuse me, but the Lord delivers him from them all. So to clear this point Amen. of, you know, even in the disappointment, when we go to his word and we draw close to him, we don't run away from him. We draw close. We're yeah. reminded that it's not abnormal. Uh, mm-hmm. Other saints, people back in this time, they were disappointed. They didn't see their promises yeah. come to pass. They had troubles. But the truth that remains throughout scripture is God is unchanging. God is close. Mm-hmm. God has good. And those who seek and fear the Lord lack That's no amazing. good thing. You know, we mentioned Romans eight twenty eight earlier. You know, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his plans and purposes. So when mm-hmm. we're pulling into the Lord and drawing into him, he can take a terrible disappointment. And turn it into something or use that yeah. that could be something beneficial in your life. Absolutely. And so when we have every good thing, we have to remember, okay, what is the greatest good? And, and again, Psalm 16, two, I said to the Lord, you are my Lord. I have no good apart from you. Mm. So the greatest good is actually God himself. Yes. Knowing God in the person of Jesus who was sent to us. And it says just knowing him, I count everything lost because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. That's Philippians 3, 8. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I had read recently, it's not just about knowing God. It's about God. It's actually knowing God mm-hmm. and that he is our greatest good. And when he says, seek me first, all these things will be added. We don't seek him for the things, but the promise rests that when we seek him, he takes care. He will take care of us. Um, you know, and then how do we seek him? We go to his presence, you know, he is so near. He's so near. Cassie just read it, that he's near to the brokenhearted. Um, Deuteronomy 31, six, be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread for the Lord. Your God goes with you. He will not leave or forsake you. Gosh, thank you, Lord, that you just don't leave me. <laughs> right. No matter what those behaviors we, we, we read earlier, many of which mm. are not very lovely, um, they don't scare him off. You know, it's not no. like he sees and goes, Ugh, I'm going to leave. No, he is right. still present. So to your point, um, do not in Deuteronomy, it says, do not fear, um, be in dread of them for the Lord, your God who goes with you. So he's with yeah. you in every disappointment and every high, every low, yes. he will not leave you or forsake you. So we have that promise from him and it's that is where we can find comfort even in the midst of disappointment oh for sure and then i i want us to remember that we are oftentimes not going to feel Mm. like doing this and i think specifically with going to his presence and actually praising man that is hard especially when you are having that depth of despair moment yes But just remember, we don't have to feel like it. Again, I don't have to feel like I want to go spend time with him. But you know what? When we do, he says he is close to us. He says he doesn't leave us. So, you know, when we go praise him, you know, again, in Psalm 43, 4, I will go to the altar of God, to God, my exceeding joy. I will praise you. Yes. It doesn't have to be like it. (laughs) Yeah. And I think you hit one of the main points for today. And so as a good takeaway Mm -hmm. is as we grow in our spiritual maturity, Clarice is right. It doesn't always feel that way. I may feel in the depth 
of that disappointment. That doesn't mean I can't go praise. It makes me think of Paul. I've said it multiple yeah. times. I love, mm-hmm. I love Paul. We love Paul. New <laughs> Testament writer. But if you go to Philippians 4, very popular chapter. But I go to 4.11 in regards to this concept of not feeling. Paul tells us, I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have, I have learned word learn to be content whatever the circumstances he says i know it it is to be in need i know it is have plenty i have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation and then he goes on but the key there is he doesn't feel content all the time paul had some really tough times in his life and i'm sure some heavy disappointments but he had that spiritual maturity of he learned to find that contentment and he found it in the lord so to clarissa's point You're not always going to feel it. Disappointment doesn't just disappear and then you go, okay, now I can worship the Lord. It's even in our disappointment that we're crying out. He hears our cry. And that is where, um, to Clarice's point, that we're in his presence. And that's where healing comes. That's where fullness of joy is. And that's where transformation takes place. Oh, absolutely. And And I just think of just how kind he is that he sees us and he knows and you know, I, re- I was reading um, Lisa Turker's quote, and she said, disappointment isn't proof that God is withholding good things from us. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's his way of leading us home. Mm. And it's just, I'm so grateful that he can turn all things into an opportunity for us to just grow d- more deeply in him and closer to him. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Cassie, I would, I would love, I would love to ask you to pray for us to just help those that are experiencing deep disappointment or who are, don't know that they may be, who have just come from it. So would you mind just praying for our group before we close for today? Sure. Lord, thank you so much for today, for your word. Father, we will always continue to thank you for your word because in it, it, there's hope, there's truth, there's promises, and through it, we can know you. So, Lord, I lift up today every listener. I lift up Clarice and myself. Lord, and we acknowledge the disappointments in our life, Father, some of which, which are us attempting to obediently wait on your promises, others of which we may have created ourselves. Um, but, Lord, You are merciful, and whether it's self-induced or a true waiting for that, Father, you are close. Lord, you want us to have that joy. You want us to have your peace. Father, you have not called us to live in disappointment, but rather in your in your peace. So Father, I pray a spirit of peace that comes only from you, not the yeah. world's peace, Father, but your peace over each and every person listening today, over myself, Father. And for those that may be having those feelings of disappointment or the behaviors, Lord, oh, we ask for your mercy and that you generously, Father, draw them unto you, bring them into your presence and show them how much you love them and that a withheld promise for a season is not punishment, but rather, Lord, it may be you drawing them and directing their life to be teed up, to have something work together for their good. And so, Father, I pray that your hope, that expectation of good, rest in our hearts and that we are excited for the future father we don't look to what we don't have today but father we see the bigger picture of your kingdom and the greatest good which is a knowledge of you and a closeness of you and what our eternal hope is lord you are gracious you are merciful you are loving father and we acknowledge that we thank you that you are unchanging that you are close to the brokenhearted that you care even about the details of our emotions jesus in every circumstance of our life 
We love you so much, Lord. Again, thank you for your word. Thank you for the truth that you spoke this morning, Father. And we give you honor and praise. And it's in your name, Jesus, that we pray. Amen.